it's time for the Tom Sumner Program. The Tom Sumner Program is a live variety show with music, comedy and special guest interviews every Monday through Friday. The Tom Sumner Program. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. Our theme music is Fruit of the Louvre, provided by flip composer-producer Howard Eddy. Stay tuned, because it's on now. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. The Tom Sumner Program. Have you lost your job and your health care coverage due to COVID-19? You're not alone, and Genesee Health Plan can help. I called, and they provided health care enrollment over the phone with Medicaid, HealthCare.gov, and Genesee Health Plan. They made sure I had access to doctor visits, my prescriptions, and more. Getting health care coverage can be confusing. You don't have to do it alone. Get help with GHP. Call 844-232-7740 or go to GeneseeHealthPlan.org. We're in this together, and together we'll get right through now, it. COVID-19 vaccines are available to millions of Americans and soon they will be available to everyone. This vaccine means hope. It will protect you and those you love from this dangerous and deadly disease. I want to go back to work and I want to be able to move around. To visit with Michelle's mom, the hugger and see her on her birthday. You know what I'm really looking forward to is going to opening day in Texas Rangers Stadium with a full stadium. We've lost enough people, and we've suffered enough damage. In order to get rid of this pandemic, it's important for our fellow citizens to get vaccinated. I'm getting vaccinated because we want this pandemic to end as soon as possible. So we urge you to get vaccinated when it's available to you. So roll up your sleeve and do your part. This is our shot. Now it's up to you. Hi, I'm U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow, and I'm listening to the Tom Sumner Show. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. I'm Tom Sumner. we got an interesting show in store today with uh, a lot of different areas that we'll be traveling to during our three-hour tour. Uh, coming up in the third half of our three-hour tour, we're going to talk with Mark Maxheimer from The Tilt a new digital content news site and talk about online news. In the uh, second hour of our three-hour tour, we're going to talk with the author of a new book that looks at the um, the McCarthy hearings in, in Washington. He's written a book called Radical Innocence, a critical study of the Hollywood Ten, about uh, ten Hollywood... Uh, writers, directors, producers, etc., that uh, had to testify before Congress and ended up serving some time over it, uh, over their belonging to the Writers Guild, the, the Screen uh, Writers Guild, and the uh, Communist Party. Bernard Dick is a Professor Emeritus of Communication and English at uh, Fairleigh Dickinson University, and uh, he's going to be joining us. But first... We're going to talk about when parenting leads to an act of Congress <laughs> with uh, parents of um, a daughter who suffered devastating lifelong injuries in a car accident when the seat in front of her collapsed. And uh, 
parents, uh, Michelle and Jason Frazier, join me by phone uh, to share their story. Um, Jason, Michelle, welcome to the show. Thanks. Good morning. Um, Do you want to put this in context a little bit? I I can't think of a time when I've talked to parents who, in, in the process of parenting, ended up launching an act of Congress. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> it's certainly something we never planned on doing <laughs> it's not uh, it's not in any of the parenting books no Mm-mm. no my, my wife keeps saying i need to go back and redo my government class from high school <laughs> like how did all that work with congress and senate and right <laughs> review schoolhouse rock is just a bill yeah, exactly but but do you want to put this in context a little bit what exactly happened with your daughter, sure, I can do that. Yeah, I can take that one. And, and it, what's what's? I agree with you. Nobody really understands that this is an issue unless you do, and it's very few people. So we did not, um, but we're, we're we know more than we'd like to about it now. Um, so we were downtown on Thanksgiving Day, 2016. Um, there were five of us uh, in a sedan. We were downtown feeding the homeless. Uh, Thanksgiving morning, and when we wrapped up, we were headed north to our own Thanksgiving meal. Beautiful day, sunny, very little traffic on the roads, Um, and we slowed down to merge onto a freeway heading north up to to our home, Uh, and it's just a matter of you slowing down and the guy behind you not doing it. It's almost that simple, um, and, and for whatever the reason, like I said, it was a perfect day, so there wasn't inclement weather or anything odd happening with the roads or the conditions. It's just somebody behind you not paying attention mm-hmm. for whatever reason. I don't, you know, I, yeah, I was going to say, um, that's not an unusual scenario for an accident, but um, is, is there any uh, suspicion that alcohol or texting or, or any of those things was at play? You know, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, I, I understand that, but but sometimes it maybe helps us understand. So we don't think there was alcohol involved, but certainly not paying enough attention, definitely. Right. You know, uh, you know um, when somebody is impaired in any way, it could be looking out the window, it could be looking at your radio dial, it could be looking at a text, it could be that you're tired, it could be talking to somebody just it's just an instant you know and and to be fair i've done it a hundred times you know you look down at something like whoa oh my gosh i got too close to this guy in front of me and uh you know it happens constantly on the roads and especially now that these cars are so uh you know full of things to look at and dials and things to tweak and and your cell phone thing and and uh, so there's a lot of people on the roads that are not paying full attention, including police officers. You can see cops that are driving while they're writing and t- typing in and checking. I'm like, man, I, I see this all the time. It's just people that aren't giving their, the attention to the road that it deserves. Um, and so back to what happens is when, when you get hit rear from, from behind, uh, cars are designed for the front seats. In other words, the driver's seat and the in the passenger seat to what they call deflect rearward or they they deform rearward. And what happens though is that if you have your children or your grandchildren or f- f- smaller friends in the back seat, uh, it deflects rearward on purpose. It's designed to do this, 
into and encroaches into the headspace of those most precious members of your family sitting behind you. Uh, and for us, it was my daughter sitting behind me. And when you get hit from behind, uh, that front seat flies backwards. And the actual me, I'm the driver. Uh, I flew backwards as well. So it was a collision between my daughter's head, my head, and the seat back. And, and once again, car manufacturers designed it to do that. It performed exactly, well, not exactly, but it performed as it should. And within the limits of the law. And um, was that designed with the, the understanding that there wouldn't be backseat passengers? I, I mean, that seems... We're not. Yeah, it seems crazy. The, the, the idea of the design, we believe, and we've been told, is to save the driver from whiplash. And so it, you know, continues to sort of go backwards further than it really should and to help the driver, but it does, you know, at the expense of the backseat passenger. And, yes, they know it's a problem, and, <laughs> definitely. And these were very serious injuries. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's in a yeah. wheelchair. She's too fed. She's nonverbal, she's nonverbal at this point, mm -hmm. but she's getting better. Right. Um, and so we're, we're just very fortunate because probably, I'm making this up, but maybe four out of five folks in that same position, their, their children die typically immediately. And so uh, we, we were a different sort of uh, uh, different, different sort of circumstances where we've got a very strong daughter and a lot of strong will over here, and we're trying to just make something good come out of all of this mess. And how long ago was this? 26 uh, November, the end of November, Thanksgiving Day, 2016. Mm -hmm. So okay. this November, it'll be five years. Okay. And now I've, I've read some things about um, Jason, about you and Michelle. And one of the things that you advise parents, uh, like immediately, whenever possible, make sure that if you have a child... Or, or any passenger in the back seat, that they're behind a, a seat that isn't occupied or sitting toward the middle where often it's between seats? We, we would say in the middle or in the third row of seats where, right. where, where the front seats cannot encroach into the headspace. Yeah, it's interesting, Tom, because, you know, as I go and talk to my friends, you know, my girlfriends, my who are mothers, grandmothers, aunts, you know, they just have no idea that this is even a possibility of something that can happen. They're, they're floored that they could, you know, that they're riding around and, and inadvertently putting their child maybe in harm's way. So we, we try to get out there and say, you know, at the very least move your child to the middle if you can. Um, you know, it's not always possible, but, um, and like Jason said, or move them all the way back to a third row, if that's a possibility. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, our goal is really to, to get car manufacturers to really realize and recognize that there is a, a fix and it's possible and it's doable and to do it. Do you know how that, what that fix would look like? from an engineering you know, standpoint? Not really. I mean, we we know that it, it is out there. Um, it, you know, we work really closely with the Center for Auto Safety, and Jason Levine is their director. And as he would say, you know, it's not really our 
goal to tell them how to do things. They know how to do things. You know, they know how to create a self-driving car. They can figure this one out probably a few different ways. The one solution that has been proposed in different, you know, in in different um, studies is is less than a cup of coffee in terms of cost. Now, I'm not an engineer. I can't tell you how that works, but I know it's possible. Yeah, we, we've heard five bucks a seat or less. Right. So very, very inexpensive, and they can they can uh, reinforce the seats where they don't break G- backwards into the face of the children body. Jason, now you had come to a stop. The car behind you failed to stop and, and hit you from behind, as I understand it. Were they traveling at a, at a high rate of speed, or was this just a car driving in normal conditions that failed to stop? So we weren't at a complete stop. We were just much going more slower than these guys were behind us. Um, I would say they were going too fast, perhaps. But once again, uh, you know, we don't, it doesn't, that doesn't really matter to us. What matters is that these seats perform appropriately. And, and that is what we're focused on. Uh, but, uh, and, and, you know, to, to just interject, Tom, the same thing happens at lower rates of speed. I mean, it's just a design flaw, in our opinion. But that's the point that I'm trying to make, Michelle, is <laughs> that this was not necessarily a big high-speed freeway right. crash. No, this, this is something that happens constantly, mm-hmm. all the time, worldwide. It, it, right. It's something that could happen very easily in, in, in the type of accident that we often refer to as fender benders. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and it's interesting. I'm sorry, I cut across. No, I, th- I said you're you're just spot on, Tom. This is happening constantly, all the time. It's just you bump behind, and your seat breaks backwards. It's built to do it, and you've got a huge problem if somebody's behind you. Well, and and I just wanted to to add that you know in that particular scenario, in our accident, everyone walked away from that. There were five people in the car. Four of us walked away basically unscathed you know jason had a concussion understandably because we believe he probably hit jfa um but everybody else was perfect and the car fuselage looked pretty good you know considering so you know it just it's just that particular component of the car it needs to be more safe well and as a parent you 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 believe that everybody should have equal right to life in a car and that's mm-hmm. it's not the truth not everybody has the same right to life in a vehicle and they don't tell you that when you sign up for a sedan right yeah and and that's the point that I was trying to make um Jason was that you know this is something that can happen um you know in in a fairly I don't want to say normal collision because we hope collisions aren't normal but they do happen, and and we mm-hmm. should be uh, preparing for them. And I want to talk some more about this, but I have to take a break here. Can you two stick around for a little while so we can talk some more? Of course. Yeah. Great. My Sounds guests, great. My guests are uh, Jason and Michelle Fraser, and we're going to talk about 
the uh, act of Congress that they're playing a role in when uh, when we return. If you're listening to us at 92.1 FM, we're going to let them squeeze a few words in or do whatever they do when we go to break. If you're streaming us, we have some messages as well. Hello out there, everybody. It's me, Tigger. T-I-double-G-R. That spells Tigger. And don't forget to remember to listen to Tom Sumner program on account of because he's so bouncy. <laughs> I'm Julie Lopez with Crime Stoppers. Have you ever wondered what to do if you have information about a crime or the whereabouts of a felony fugitive and you want the police to know but you need to remain anonymous? Well, here's what you can do. You can go to p3tips.com or download the mobile app. You can go to Crime Stoppers of Flint and Genesee County's Facebook page and click on the Leave an Anonymous Tip tab, or you can call 1-800-422-JAIL. All methods are anonymous, and if your help leads to a felony arrest, you may be eligible for a cash reward. Remember, your voice matters. Our lives have been turned upside down by COVID-19. When a vaccine becomes available, it's critical that all of us get it. What we do as individuals will impact everyone's health, including those who can't get the vaccine. We won't get through this unless everyone takes part. Now is the time to get up to date on all recommended vaccines for both kids and adults. Experts say it's more important than ever for everyone to get their flu vaccine this year. And if you're older, you should get both the flu and pneumonia vaccines, since both illnesses can make COVID-19 even worse. Vaccines are available at a lot of convenient places, so be an example for friends and loved ones and encourage them to get vaccinated too. We all want to reunite, travel, and get back to school and work. But that means we all need to get on board. This is the time to do what's right for each other. Get vaccinated. It's our best shot. Hey, this is Tom from the Tom Sumner Program. Catch me and a gaggle of great guests weekdays on Our Voices Radio, WFOVLP 92.1 FM. You never know who might drop by. Joe Biden from the Blue Hawaiian. Dan Serling. Congressman Dan Kildee. Alexander Zondrick. Dr. Comedian Joe Napote. Woodrow Stanley. U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow. State Senator Jim Annan. Comedian Brian McCree. The unknown comic. Mark Farner. And Tom, I want you to know Tom's my friend. You, you've always got great questions, and you know the material, and you, and you care about it, and it's, uh, it's that's impressive. Nice to be with you, Tom. And I admire you for reading all of that. I haven't read the whole thing. I've got willing to admit that. <laughs> hey, Tom, this is my favorite interview all It's like having coffee at the kitchen table with you. Tune in Monday through Friday from 9 to 12 right here on 92.1 of a Kind. And check out our website at TomSumnerProgram.com. MTA Flint is nationally recognized for continually seeking to provide sustainable, reliable, and cost-efficient transportation for individuals throughout the region. Through work-related and non-emergency medical transportation and your ride services, MTA is moving people with future and alternative fuel technologies. More information about MTA Flint and specialized services is available at mtaflint.org. Discoveries. They happen when we least expect them in places we thought we knew. And discoveries have a way of teaching us a little more about ourselves along the way. Welcome to Flint and Genesee County, where up north meets down south. Home to Michigan's largest county park system and a vibrant culture. A place filled with discoveries we've yet to make. Throughout acres of beautiful lakes, wetlands, and woods, and in the diverse city beyond. 
where the uplifting melodies of gospel choirs fill the air, where the work of renowned artists color the galleries and museums, where the fresh fruits and vegetables at the downtown farmer's market awaken our senses, and where the cultural center and planetarium broaden our view of the world. Let's spend a few days enjoying the wonders of Flint and Genesee County, where the joy of discovery is pure Michigan. Your trip begins at michigan.org. This is Congressman Dan Kildee, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Hey, welcome back, everybody. We uh, continue to talk with uh, the parents of a daughter who was uh, badly injured with uh, lifelong injuries uh, in a car accident involving uh, the uh, front seat moving back um, in a, in a rear-end collision with uh, parents Michelle and Jason Frazier. Michelle, Jason, uh, thanks for sticking around. Welcome back, and sorry to make you sit through all that. No, no problem. <laughs> um, I mentioned before we went to break that we were going to talk a little bit about this act of Congress. Um, how did you end up involved in in getting a bill introduced into the U.S. Senate? I know you were working with Senators Markey and Blumenthal, and um, with the uh, uh, the organization um, Center for Auto Safety in uh, mm-hmm. in in getting this this bill introduced uh, called the Modernizing Seatback Safety Act. Um, how did you get involved in that? I, I mean, most parents would start a blog. <laughs> well, you know, we had some um, mutual friends uh, who were connected to the Center for Auto Safety and knew what had happened to JFA and introduced us to the director, Jason Levine. And and really, uh, you know, this is this is a more common problem than we knew. You know, you you initially you think, oh, it's just happened to us, but very quickly we learned this is not just us. It's many others that this has happened to. I mean, countless others, to be honest. And Jason's met a few just in the months that we were in Children's Medical Center, and you know, here in Dallas, he met people who had gone through the same thing. Um, so we just very quickly realized, okay, this is a big problem, bigger than we thought. And we got introduced to Jason and Jason really told us that they had been working on this. They they actually introduced it into the last Congress. It didn't pass. It didn't, didn't make it to the floor before they, the session ended. And so it's been reintroduced. And that's when we really were like, we have got to get behind this and see if, because this is something that's well known, so the, the car industry knows it. They could have acted a long time ago, but they have, you know, that they have decided not to for whatever reason. And so we said, you know, we want to get behind this legislation and do as much as we can personally, Jason and Michelle, to see this thing pass through and to make sure that these law these laws get passed and that the feedback becomes safer. Not for us, but for future, you know, for future generations. This, it, you've mentioned a couple times that a lot of people knew about this particular design feature that springs the, the front seat back in a uh, rear-end collision. And 
And yet, it's the first time I'm hearing about that, and I find it unusual because I've been around a long time, and <laughs> my show is based in Flint, Michigan, which is all about cars. <laughs> this whole area is all about cars. In fact, we have thousands of them driving up and down Saginaw Street uh, classic cars this week because of Back to the Bricks, and it's a, a classic car event every year thousands of cars from all over the country and 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 yet this is the first time i'm hearing about this why is that why is it that it's not more publicly known it may be known within the industry and within you know organizations um like the center for auto safety but it, if this happens fairly often and i don't know if you happen to have any statistics or numbers but um why do you think that it it hasn't been talked about or acted on by either congress or the auto industry itself before now so the answer is it has been acted on um but i don't think that it got a lot of publicity and my theory is this when this happened to our daughter, we were knocked back, reeling very much on defense, trying to keep her breathing for a couple of years, mm -hmm. really. Mm -hmm. We were in the hospital and in hospitals for over half a year. Most of these children are severely um, impaired if they're alive. The parents don't have the means to uh, live without government help. Uh, the wife immediately becomes a full-time caregiver. The, hus the husband, over time, ends up losing his job. Their main job is to keep their child breathing. And uh, over time, that child typically dies. There aren't that many that improve. Um, and, the, and, the, and the families don't have the means, financial, spiritual, physical, to keep all of those things going. And so the last thing that they're able to do is mount a charge against the government and, and, and legislation and big auto um, with fire in their belly saying, you know what, damn it, we're going to make a freaking difference here. And um, I feel like God smiled down on this family. We, we, we have a calling. Our daughter has a calling. Um, there's a reason this happened, not to us, but for us. And uh, we think we're doing something special here. Now, we had a lot of things line up, uh, inclusive of President Biden coming to office mm -hmm. and changes in, in yeah. uh, the leadership of the United okay. States and some, and some serendipitous timing. Um, however, uh, you know, for example, the people that we have met through this process that are in similar situations, they're still reeling, man. Mm -hmm. Some of them, some of these kids died, and, and the ones that didn't, uh, the families are not in any place to do anything more than try to feed their family and move through life. Let me, let me interject here, Tom, yeah, also please. to answer that question is, you know, Jason will say, Jason from the Center for Auto Safety will say, you know, at, a, at the scene of an accident, 
many times there's just not the reporting that would show exactly what happens. And so this could have happened much more frequently than even the numbers show that he has. The Yeah, there's no box to check, oh, the seat collapsed rearward. So even in our accident, that might not have been, you know, that might specifically not have been in the accident reports, although we could see it from the car what happened. So, you know, that's another thing that, the numbers could be potentially much higher than than even what we know um, that this is actually happening. And Tom, I would say they definitely are because I was able to find several people just in you know with the HIPAA laws inside of these emergency rooms and ICU rooms, and doctors not sharing information about why they're seeing these kids with blunt force head traumas in the ICU. They're not allowed to talk about that. Uh, a big light bulb went off in my head when I was able to find several others. I went, how am I on this ICU floor and am able to find several other kids with head trauma from a seat back hitting them in the head? Uh, if I'm able to do that in Dallas, Texas, what's going on in Michigan? Mm-hmm. What's going on in LA? What's mm-hmm. going on worldwide? If there are, if I can find four or five, are there tens? Are there hundreds? Are there thousands? Yeah. And, and, and the answer is, I think so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think this is not just us. Right. And so uh, there, there are multiple reasons, I believe, um, why you haven't heard a lot about it. And the force that was put behind it was inadequate to get it across the finish line. And I'm hoping that we can mount that force. Right. You started to say something, Michelle. Well, I just started to say that the last component piece of this is that, you know, people sometimes if they if they are you know if it has happened in their particular situation they've had a, a, a accident like this they may be in litigation they may be unable to talk about what happened does that make sense you know they're yeah gotta, it does gag order yeah did you have to uh, testify to a to the Senate or to a committee of the Senate. We did not. We were we were actually invited to, and sort of last minute we we made a, a shift because our daughter happened to be in the hospital at the time, and there was another family that was a little closer in proximity that was able to testify on behalf of the families that were affected by this. So we were right there at the moment. We did do a press conference. So we've worked really closely with the Center for Auto Safety and been participating in all of the um, rounds of, you know, how this gets, a bill gets made to a law, but we didn't end up testifying in that way. A friend of ours did. Yeah, we've, we're, we're, we are, our um, story is included in the bill. Um, JFA's named in the bill, so we're really, really proud of that. And, and um, have you had uh, much interaction with uh, Senators Markey and Blumenthal? Uh, no, other than just uh, Zoom calls, we've been on we've been on Zoom calls with them. Those guys are so busy; they jump into our Zoom calls, ask a few questions, let us know what's going on. And they go, "Well, I got to get back in the fight," and they right. run across to the other chamber, and you know they're they're working their butts off. <laughs> um, it, it, now you just mentioned a couple things that make you a little more optimistic about the bill's chances this time around, um, and. How much of that is is stuff that you can help nudge along, and and how do you do that? You know, 
know, I think it's just an awareness that there is a bill out there, you know, Modernizing Seatback Safety Act. It is, it has been included in the Invest America as a package of, of legislation. And just knowing that, you know, you can nudge your senators, nudge your congressmen and say, I really want this and, you know, write them a letter, write them an email, mention it just so that there is, you know, their constituency is is making their voices heard and they know, you know, there's an importance on this. And, you know, our hope is that they'll reconvene in September and the Senate and the House will come together in their verbiage and that the bill will come across to President Biden and it will include sort of time frames and 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 verbiage that that actually will make this happen and not be loose and open ended and say there needs to be more studies. There don't need to be any more studies. <laughs> we can introduce them to JFA and they'll know. It's clear. And I can't help wondering um, what what is in the bill that that compels car companies to fix this problem are there fixes built into it or or just goals and requirements it's more like a, a requirement than a specific fix as we said earlier you know the 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 um the sort of the buck stops with the the car industry and how they want to fix that but it will just be verbiage that we hope will include a time frame within the next two years that they will be required to increase the safety of the seatbacks. That's the whole, you know, there will be regulations around that. Basically, the the current um, the current seatback safety um, parameters are really not any stronger than your basic banquet chair. You know that that that's their seat. Your seat back in a sedan is about as strong as a banquet chair, and if you put your weight on a banquet chair in a hotel room, you could break it pretty easily. I've seen and that happen. The, yeah, yeah, that's been this exactly. That's the standard. That's the standard, and it's been the standard since 1950 something. Is that right, baby? Yeah. yeah. 50 plus years. Yeah. Well, or that was maybe. maybe the 60s it has not been updated in several decades um yeah i just i i was wondering that earlier when you talked about the seats are designed to almost almost like break away in a, uh-huh. a rear impact collision and and that it was intentionally designed that way and i just wondered if you had any sense for when that design feature um first appeared I don't. Yeah, I'm not too sure. We've we've been brought into this over the last couple of years, and so we've learned a lot. But I you know, and I'm and Jason, I'm not I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but I do wonder if if you or people you know, or maybe the people from uh, the Center for Auto Safety, uh, Jason and and his colleagues, uh, if if they have approached automobile manufacturers about making design changes in future cars because um as you may know the the timeline from uh concept to manufacture is is often a few years mm-hmm. and and so they're working ahead you know on cars we'll be seeing five ten years down the road 
And, and I just wonder if anybody has talked to the designers and the engineers about this to be thinking about in the design of future cars yet. I think definitely yes, and the engineers are definitely aware that it is an ongoing and has been an issue. Uh, but I think that you know perhaps they just need some prodding. Um, yeah, I realize they work a little harder when when there's a requirement. But exactly, <laughs> yeah. Nice. There's nice, necessary, and now, and I think that you know those guys are still thinking it might be nice instead of now. Um, and uh, we're we're here to help them kind of move up that timeline if possible. Well, after, uh, Michelle, after, uh, you know, checking out the, the Schoolhouse Rock video about how, <laughs> about how a bill is made, um, can you, do you understand or know where this particular bill is in the process? I, I keep seeing the phrase uh, introduced in the Senate, but very often that means a, a committee process and, and several mm-hmm. stages. <laughs> It's been passed through the Senate. Um, so there is a bill in the Senate that's been passed. It's been passed through the House. Now they have to kind of come together and determine. Uh, my understanding is in, in late September, possibly mid-September, they will come back together and reconvene. And probably what will happen is a committee will determine what the exact verbiage is. They will basically determine a balance of reconciliation between the two houses exactly they'll reconcile the language and then it'll be put we hope it will then go to president biden with the language in it that forces the car industry to actually have timelines and regulations not just loose language that doesn't really do anything (laughs) i think that the house side had an actual definitiveness of of date and the Senate had it more open, and so we're hoping that the Senate sort of adopts more of what the House's language is, language is which is uh, once passed, they've got two model years to implement. Mm-hmm. And it sounds to me like this, um, this is going to become law. If both, yeah, if both you know, houses of the legislature have passed versions of it, once there's a reconciliation, it sounds like, you know, it's it's in the home stretch. We, we might have caught lightning in a bottle, and we sure hope so, and that's what we pray each night is that uh, maybe we just got lucky, and we'll, we'll take that. What happens if that does happen, and, and say sometime next spring there, there is a bill, that's passed and and car manufacturers are required to make those kinds of changes um what happens with uh with the two of you and and with jfa will you pick other battles to take on or <laughs> will you just you know bust open a bottle of champagne and and call it job, <laughs> job well done that's a good question. So uh, I have been asked that before. I would say that this is probably going to be an ongoing rest of our lives sort of sort of thing. Uh, I'm sure there will be another new thing once we get there. We always say you never get there because there moves. It's, it'll right. be the next there. Um, and so uh, 
perhaps, but I but I think that we will we will be doing other things uh, yeah. at that point. We we and, and we still have our our daily battles here. We run a hospital out of our house, so we 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 wake up on purpose with definitiveness, a plan uh, every day, and uh, plenty to do. Yeah, I think our you know Jason Jason says that every morning his prayer is just use me. You know, how, whatever that looks like, and that's what we'll continue to do is, is, is just follow God's lead on how he wants to use us and specifically use JPA as, as, you know, our guiding light of, because we do feel like there is a message in this mess and there's, there's a reason for what, what she's doing on a daily basis and we want to really honor her and honor that journey. And so in whatever way that looks like, that we can make a positive impact, that's what we're going to do. Give all we got. Mm-hmm. What was life like before the accident? Did you just uh, sleep in and roll out of bed and <laughs> fight over the egos? We're not really <laughs> <those kind of> <laughs> No, I laugh when you say that. No, um, you know, JP has a brother. So her brother is now 20. He was 15 at the time. And... They were both and are, you know, very active. Um, JPA was a high-level, you know, nationally competing dancer. She was a state champion gymnast. Um, her brother was state champion and, and nationally ranked wrestler. So our lives have always been really busy since we had these two little blonde-headed ones in our life. Um, <laughs> and Jason runs a, a very successful concrete construction company as well as does land development and so we we're busy over here um but you know i would say before it was um just really focused on the children and on all our activities as as many parents can you know can relate to that and it's just interesting when your life takes a left turn it doesn't look like we thought it would but it's incredible and we're blessed every day to be able to to support her and our son attends Indiana University. He's in the um, the what is it Kelly Business School? Escape me for a second. Yeah, yeah. So we're still you know just just uh, doing life the same as we did with gusto and with you know goals and hopes and dreams and aspirations. It just looks a little different than what we thought. Still lots of happiness. Mm-hmm. Well, I, uh, I I appreciate the the two of you uh coming on the show today and sharing this story with uh, me and the listeners and i always give guests an opportunity to let listeners know where they can find out more about what we've been talking about have you established or or participated in the development of a, le- a website of any kind we you know it's funny we we were just uh kicking that around but for for now we are sending people to the Center for Auto Safety, so um, you can just go to their website, centerforautosafety.org, and you will get lots of information. So we would encourage everybody who wants to learn more about that. And really, you know, they're just an incredible resource for really making sure that you are safely traveling the roads of our country, and they do incredible work on, in many different aspects. This is one of them. Yeah, they're great people. They don't accept money from auto. They don't accept money from the government. They don't accept money. So they're they're sort of a, a an impartial um, watchdog. Watchdog, really trying to make a difference. And so mm-hmm. they they need your dollars. You know, it'd be great if uh, you see it in your heart that, that these guys are really making the world a better place, and they need uh, they need donations. Well, thank you both, and keep up the good work. 
Thanks, Tom. We appreciate being here, and you had such great questions. Thank you so much yeah, for having us. Yeah. Thank you. Take care. That was um, Jason and Michelle Fraser. They uh, recently launched a uh, national awareness campaign to save children's lives with their Modernizing Seatback Safety Act that they helped introduce to the U.S. Senate with the help of uh, Senators Markey and Blumenthal. And um, this all because of uh, an, an accident on Thanksgiving Day 2016 when their daughter suffered devastating lifelong injuries in a car accident when the seat in front of her collapsed and uh, crashed into her. We're going to take a short break. We'll be back with more of the Tom Sumner program straight ahead. Hi, this is Joe By from the Blue Lions, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. While we've been staying safe at home, scientists have been on a journey. The destination, a COVID-19 vaccine. This journey began decades ago with research into other coronaviruses. Scientists built from there with months of research and development cooperation with other experts worldwide and clinical trials on tens of thousands of volunteers of diverse race, age, and health status. They arrived at a safe, effective vaccine, and hundreds of thousands in Michigan have already been vaccinated. But the next step is ours. We need to get the vaccine when we can, keep wearing masks correctly, and taking precautions until we reach our destination, freedom from COVID-19 and getting back to the lives we love. Discover the facts for yourself at michigan.gov slash COVID vaccine. A message from the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. Start your weekend early with the Tom Sumner Program every Friday live at 11. We turn the spotlight on the world of arts and entertainment featuring artists from music, TV, and the movies. Catch everything from the rich local talent pool in and around Flint and Genesee County to up-and-coming stars of stage and screen, plus legends from New York and Hollywood. Hi, this is Greg Nagy. Hey, this is Hoppa. Hi, this is Joe By from the Blue Lions. Hi, this is Alexander Zonjic. Hi, this is Mark Farner. This is Maurice Davis. Hi, this is... This is Rochelle Ray. Hi there, folks. This is Sweet Willie T. Hey, this is Steve from the Nashville office. I'm Gwen Pennyman Hemphill. Start your weekend right. Go to 11 Fridays on the Tom Sumner Program. Those hands, no matter whose they are, can spread the germs of many common diseases. That's why I want you to realize how important it is to keep hands clean, to wash them regularly and always before meals with Life Boy, which not only removes dirt, but helps to remove germs. Teach the children this habit. Form it yourself. Always use Life Boy for hands and face as well as the back. America, your children have an amazing superpower. That's right. They can help save lives by simply washing their hands. Just 20 seconds of thorough hand washing after they've coughed or sneezed or been outside can help fight against the dastardly spread of germs. Armed with only soap and water and hands, your superhero can protect you, your family, and everyone out there in America land. Amazing! Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. 
Imagine a journey down a picturesque river. Imagine your Flint River, 142 miles of recreation, natural beauty, and precious resources. The Flint River is a vital resource that is available for all to use and enjoy. The river and its ecosystem provide unlimited recreational opportunities and natural beauty while supporting wildlife in a vibrant landscape. We all have a responsibility to protect and preserve this precious resource. Learn more at FlintRiver.org or call the Flint River Watershed Coalition at 810-767-6490. TomSumnerProgram.com Hey, this is First Ward City Councilman Eric Mays, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program.
Program, don't you know? Go on, go on, get out of here. <laughs> 